Hello and welcome to the Tongue and Sheet podcast with the Solomon Sisters. I am Dina. I'm Ilana. And tonight we're doing a very special episode that's all about the Real Housewives of New York reunion part two and three. And we have a very special guest with us as well, our creative director, photographer, best friend, Christina Esposito is joining us. Nailed the name, yes. So <laughs> back. And now I get to do it with the both of you. I know, I'm so jealous I missed mention it all. Like, I'm very jealous. Well, well we are so happy to be with you tonight, Christina. And Dina did not mention, but my new baby boy, Simba, is with us. He is a one-pound toy poodle. And he is hopefully going to be quiet throughout this podcast. But he is also here. And he might get emotional at the name Dorinda. He has some feelings, too. I like that he is feeling since he wasn't really there for it, was he? He was there for the rewatch, Dina. He said she's a mean witch. And he understood. He understood completely that she's no good. He understood. See, he just said. <laughs> but you know, the second and third part of the reunion, even rewatching it. Um, this week when I was reined in and homebound with my new little baby boy got me as emotional as I was when I first watched it. I don't know about you girls, but I felt a lot watching these episodes. It really got me heated. So I watched episode no I watched um part three just today it probably came out last week but I just watched it today I watched two last week um I really liked how it ended I have to say I know we have a lot to get through but I thought it came to a really nice end and there was just a sense of peace amongst the girls and I really liked how Andy kept thanking them for such a good season I think it was almost like thank you for making up for Beverly Hills <laughs> Did you pick up on that? <laughs> yeah, I will say that like, not to be contrarian or someone who sort of loves a, a train wreck, but I felt that the third part of the reunion, maybe because I watched them um, the first time, you know, week by week, and then the third time I watched it, it was more, um, it was more like, you know, continuous. But I felt like the third part felt sort totally uh, like sort of shoved in almost like all of a sudden they were just tired from a long day and just ready to be in a good place. I did not feel like any of them really wanted to spend another season with Dorinda. Like I don't necessarily think that they hate her. I think they have genuine love for her, but I feel like they're not in a place with her where they wanted to, you know, they're not partying with her and having these crazy days. No, I think um, even with Leah, like, I feel like she would have wanted Dorinda to stay. I think Leah in the third part of the reunion, to me, I didn't, I know, but we're kind of skipping, but I felt like she was really weird how she answered when it came to Dorinda and why she was sticking up for Dorinda and why she felt certain things when Dorinda was mean to her, it was like different. And it seems like she has a, such a loyalty to Dorinda, which in a certain way is kind of 
even in itself such an interesting dynamic since her very good friend is Tinsley and Dorinda has been just bullying and bullying Tinsley. So to me, I don't really understand Leah yet. And I didn't leave the reunion feeling like I really wanted her to come back. <laughs> so is she coming back next season? It's official. She's getting, ten allegedly she's getting $10,000 an episode. And she is back and she says she hasn't finished her work yet, which I found very pretentious. You know, I really, and I, I'm not going to say like, I, I'm not a fan of Leah, but I'm not like against her. I just don't feel like I didn't feel sorry that she fit in with the group at all. And nothing made me think she is as fake as Lisa Rinna, if you will, than when she told Luann that she didn't think anything that Dorinda did was that out of line or that she said anything under the belt. And then um, Dorinda was like, I did. And then Leah's like, yeah, you did. It's like either be real and say that's your shtick or don't be, but don't like make it your whole thing. is like, I'm so real. I'm, you know, kind of holding everyone to be more real and honest and then, you know, be as fake as everyone else. I hate this sort of current theme within all the shows of accountability. I'm not for all that accountability. I want people to be not accountable for their behavior. And I hate these people who come in as like, that's my job, like the teddies. And I feel like Leah is sort of both the troublemaker and the one who's trying to hold everyone accountable and her doing that really put me off well but um from like part two of the reunion with dorinda and tinsley i definitely think dorinda was giving you the non-taking accountability because she no matter what they threw at her it was almost you know impressive she she kept deflecting trying to throw it at ramona and then at other times you know just sort of saying an apology, but making it like when she said it was a joke, the turkey baster comment. But you know, she also was very hypocritical because she was trying to say that everyone has to be transparent, particularly Tinsley. And then she wasn't transparent about the breakup. Her buddy Greg broke up with John for her and she didn't tell anyone anything about it. So it's like, are you transparent or not? Like, I think it was in three, not two, where she kind of has a breakdown about how, you know, she felt like people were not um, like there for her and she wanted them to be there off camera. And I was like, so do you want everything to happen on ca ca camera or not? Are you about transparency or are you not? Like, what is your thing? She doesn't even know. She's just angry and something about Tinsley, probably this John Money thing drives her so crazy that she, I don't know, like she just finds reasons to hate her and makes them up as she goes, in my opinion. She's very hypocritical. She can never be wrong. And when she says sorry, it literally makes my skin crawl. Now, did you girls cover, I can't recall, if you recovered the whole Scott lending money thing already? Because that to me was like mind blowing when they showed the behind the scenes footage. No, that was insane. I do believe that's in part one at the, I believe it's in part one at the end where um, Tinsley says that that's the reason why after all this time. But again, 
Tinsley, as well as I thought Luann, really kind of stood their ground in these reunions when it came to Dorinda and really making their voices clear like they didn't like the way she acted. But I do believe because they all, even Ramona seemed to have some sympathy for her, that even the stuff that they shared with us at the reunion is not all that's happening with her. And I've heard that these housewives in New York do a, allegedly a lot of um, different drugs. So I feel Are like- Are you talking about Heather's podcast? What? Are you speaking about Heather Thompson's well, podcast? Heather alleged to all the different stuff they did, but also, I'm not going to mention names, but one of my friends pointed out to me that like the way, especially Leah and Dorinda had acted this season and a little bit of Sonia too, you can see that they're on like certain types of drugs that when they're mixing it with the alcohol, how they're coming down and off of it, you like notice it. So when they said that to me, it made me realize, you know, plus Bethany basically alluded to the fact that they all do drugs. Bethany but, said it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I do think with Dorinda this season, maybe it was her also, uh, like, coming off of everything, too. So all of her anger and everything was, like, piling up. Because didn't she, like, break her rib? She broke her arm. Like, things are happening. She's breaking mentally outside and inside. Speaking and her of, house. Speaking of Bethany, though, I couldn't believe that Andy said she left, like, a day before the show. I was really shocked at that. I mean, she is, like, she can do no wrong. I love her. But I, I was like, a day before? Wow. I wonder what the change of, sudden change of heart. It was because of the but but that's such a good example of Dorinda's um, hypocrisy because she was mad at Tinsley for having a pre-planned, orchestrated leave from the show. And yet she wasn't mad at Bethany for dropping out literally the day before filming started because of money. I mean, it just doesn't make sense, you know, during this whole persona. And I did listen to the whole podcast with Heather and Carol kind of just talking about all the drug use and the partying and how she walked in on Sonia doing lines with the pirate. And also like when um, Luann the night before came in with um, those type of party favors and other harder ones, you know, before she was having sex. And when she came up to Heather and tried to like say, oh, we're going to just say it's the Italians. And Heather said no. And then the next morning, Lou like walked downstairs and was like oh the Italians right and Heather was like no we already discussed this I said no and so like this whole thing where they party too much to me it makes me think not what you're saying like she's coming down from Adina but when you get to the point where you've partied so much where it just makes you sort of either you're up or you're really down and all your in vino veritas comes out you're constantly not your kind of calm self you're constantly your self that's not um you know accountable because you're not totally sober maybe that's one way it's a 50 50. she's either on it but or you know i thought in this scene like there was moments where ramona and Sonia, like in the beginning when the end of Tinsley and Dorinda's argument was happening, where they were kind of almost not mocking her, but pointing out like, why does she know so much about Tinsley and Scott and like what they were doing? Like, why does it matter to her? And she never answered, obviously. But I did feel like in that moment, like you kind of, 
I don't know. I felt like the girls were kind of a little more realizing they should have had more of Tinsley's side. I don't think Sonia ever did. Because I feel like Sonia was actually being, even though she looked beautiful, really, again, not nice to Tinsley and again, sticking up always for, for Dorinda. Yeah, I never felt like Sonia was in Tinsley's corner. I mean, yes, she offered her a place to stay, but everything was like she was Tinsley was so indebted to her. I don't like that. Do something out of the goodness of your heart, not because I want an IOU. I agree with you. Yeah. And I and again, I really like Sonia, but I always think when it comes to Tinsley, Sonia has so much issues with Tinsley. So when Dorinda didn't like her either, it's like she jumped on that bandwagon. Well, I was really proud of Tinsley, though, when she tells Dorinda that she acts like a tough guy bully, but she's a coward because she wouldn't have a one-on-one -on -one with her. Because just the idea that Dorinda could be scared of Tinsley made me laugh. I'm a Tinsley, and Dorinda scared the hell out of me. And to think that, you know, I just felt like it took Tinsley balls to even say it. And no, I was so proud of her. I think Tinsley knew. I think Dorinda knew that if they had a one-on-one -on -one, or I thought that Tinsley was gonna say what she said at the reunion, which is that you are mad at me because of the John thing. And I don't think Dorinda wanted that on camera. What? Tinsley said that if Leah was there. I don't think Tinsley, if it was on camera, couldn't do it. I think Dorinda didn't want to meet with her one-on-one, -on -one, honestly, because she just is so triggered by her. I don't think she thinks she would come off well. I think she knew actually she needed someone else there so she could like be calmer. That's my theory at least. But I don't know, I do feel like just even talking about Dorinda is like a down feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to even think about Dorinda anymore. I'm so happy she's leaving. I do think like her whole argument that Bethany um, brought Leah, like that matters. If Leah and Tinsley had a genuine friendship, like because production suggested that they might, that's how Carol and Heather met and they're like bestie friends still. You know, they're going through so many like psychological things and production reviews and all these different things. So they probably do know who will set each other off and who will be friends. And so I, it's I, mean of Dorinda to like just kind of resent that Leah also has a friend. I think that's a completely an excuse because Dorinda is besties right now with Bethany and Dorinda's working for Bethany. So it all just shows that Dorinda, for her, it's just about the money. And I don't even think, or not just about the money, but she's using this idea that it was about like her income in the show as an excuse. I think she was mad at Tinsley because of the whole John thing and then used it to create this illusion that it's about her, that she was gonna somehow jeopardize the show. When people have left shows so many times in The Housewives and it's never screwed them up. So could you elaborate on the, Dorinda working for Bethany thing because you touched on that on your previous episode and I listened to it and I don't follow this as deeply as y'all which I'm sure <laughs> your followers don't either so we want to know can you explain that so Bethany was on watch what happens live um here's all the information I have that that I then disseminated to Dina and Dina might have more since then but Bethany was on Watch What Happens Live, and she said, first she checked Andy for saying that there was a list of 30 people she had given him, and it turned out it was a list of eight people, and Leah was on it. And then she told her that, you know, she thought Dorinda 
was going to do really well post housewives because she has a lot of things that she has in the works and big projects. Then Danny Pellegrino from the podcast, Everything Iconic, who I love. And even though he's gay, he never loved me back and I'm married. I have a crush on him. He said that it was Dorinda had signed something with Bethany and is somehow going to do some projects for Bethany. So what she's going to be doing, I have no idea, but I trust his sources. Do you know who he's friends with? Side note, you know James from Potomac, Dina? Yeah. Danny and James are really good friends. So I want to hear the tea because James wrote back to us on Instagram when we asked him to be interviewed with us. And he said Bravo wouldn't let him, but he was very sweet and nice and quickly responsive. And I was just like, hey, you could be my link to Danny Pellegrino. (laughs) I think you'd be on Danny's show before ours. I think I can speak for the majority of America that we are over Dorinda. I would really like to see like a Tinsley character come into next season because I loved her so much. I'm so happy for her that she got her fairy tale ending. But I think that type of character fits really well in this group. Like even though she was a little bit younger than them and everything, the lifestyle kind of matched. And, you know, she's always so glamorous and it's fun to watch that kind of stuff. I think that Tinsley added such a a lightness that they need and such a fun element. The other girls are very different ways. You know, the world has hurt them and sometimes abused them. So there's also a darkness with pretty much all of them. And Tinsley, even though she went through some hard stuff, she always had such like a lightness and such a way of looking to the future with happiness and believing that there could be a good outcome. And I think they need that because Leah has that same dark energy. And it's just going to be really, yeah. yeah. It's going to be very much then like Dorinda. But then you get lightness from Sonia and Ramona. Like when Ramona in the middle of the reunion was just like, I got to pee. And then later she gets up just to go pee, like in the middle of filming. I do appreciate her sort of lack of awareness and cool. And like when she asked um, Andy at one point how to say kudos and he makes fun of her. And he's like, caduce. <laughs> Those moments I do love. I mean, the New York Housewives are funny and they're clever and they don't really have a lot of shame. So for the most part, they're pretty authentic too, which I really appreciate. But I think uh, energy like Dorinda is still going to be around as long as Leah's around. And I really hope that what comes in is not one of Leah's friends. Because I have a feeling they're going to have whoever comes in come through Leah's recommendation. And we I already think have, her very pretentious. Sorry, we already have one new girl. Um, I forgot her name. But it's their first woman of color. Hmm. Oh, really? That would be wonderful. Research on her. She seems like she's cool. Yeah. But I will. I will say that that's more like a response to what's happening. And I think it's good because the like New York is a diverse city. And I was even talking to Christina the other day on the phone about why I miss people like Jill Zarin and Bethany, because they represented a different culture in New York than the ladies who are currently on. It's more of a very specific group. So I like seeing diversity, but I wouldn't mind diversity coming from someone who is more kind and elevated in the way they deal with people and a little less sort of you know 
dirty and messy. Claws, claws out. Yeah, claws out, bit messy. There's just, there's kind of so much sort of now with the poops all the time and everything. And I love a poop joke actually, but like, no, it's too much. I can't, like Dorinda literally scared the shit out of Ramona in one episode. It literally fell right out of her. Like it's too much. We can't have that energy. No, I don't like that. It's too geriatric. And um, Sonia, she is light, but I do always have this sense of like sadness from her. She just, totally. You know, she's sad. She 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 misses her old life, and you know she can't seem to get a leg up here. I really wonder what happened to her with this whole Century Twenty One actually closing down. I know, but well, do you think that's, she has a win. She has a a loss. That's true, but maybe you know. Recently, we were at El Camino in Fort Lauderdale, the three of us, and we saw Harry Dubin. So we can. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, and we can only imagine that maybe Sonia, because Harry, she did seem to really love him. Maybe he'll stop with his partying ways. Maybe he was with her. We don't know. I could see that. I was Ramona might be there. I was so sure. I was so not cool because Dina's like, there's Harry Dubin. And I was like, what? And I looked right at him, eyes bulging, mouth dropped. And he saw me looking at him. And then I stared him down until he left. And I fear that I was the one that caused that quick retreat from him as his buddy. But I just really wanted one of my Rahoni ladies to show up. And with this cast and him, it could have been any of them. It could have been any OG. It really could have. Luann, it would have been Luann because, or Ramona, because um, no. Mario lives in Boca. Yeah, my first, my first guess was Ramona. That's what I guessed when we were at El Camino. And to think if you and Christina hadn't suggested we eat there, I never would have had my Dubin sighting. Can we just take a moment to talk about how short he is? I think I'm actually taller than him and I'm only 5'3". He looked and, like my height. And his legs were so so skinny like you know those people who have that sort of square top he has Sutton's body <laughs> he does and he just looked really top with his legs he looked so misplaced at a Mexican restaurant in downtown Fort Lauderdale which is like a super hip young crowd he looked like he should be in Palm Beach with his white pants and his slick gel bag. yes did. Yeah, he definitely, with the way his, like, suit kind of blazer was sort of buttoned up, he did, though, have the same face, I imagine. Like, he really is, like, that was Harry Dubin. When I first, because I think it was me who first noticed him, yeah. I was looking was. around, and I do have, like, almost like a smell I can spot a celebrity from miles away sometimes. I don't always know their names, but I know their face. And right away when I saw it, I was like, Harry Dubin has entered. But you are right, Alana. I feel like as soon as we all just stared him down, he knew we knew. That's Harry. He caught me three times staring at him. <laughs> like um, three different moments. He looked at me looking at him and, I, and then his friends said they should leave. And I thought, oh God, is it because of me? Yes. Should we be offended that he didn't even like, I guess he likes older women. Not that we should want to get with him, but I heard everyone knows him. Everyone has been with Harry internationally. Well, apparently... Not us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're single, but he's not Jewish, is he? He's not my dad. Yeah, he is, he is, he is Jewish. Jewish. Oh, he yeah. is. That's right, because you told me that, and I was so surprised. And then you told me Aviva was, too, and I couldn't even believe that. I, you know, I'm rewatching season five, and that's her season, and I, I, I do like her. I thought she was entertaining. 
I could have no, done. but being entertaining that was my problem like with the theatrics of the leg like I like my housewives to be a little more like a Ramona where they're totally clueless of how crazy they are and so we're kind of laughing at them but semi with them whereas with someone like Aviva I felt like she was putting on the the performance perhaps and that's why I don't even like watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills anymore because it's all like soap opera actresses who are all trying to perform and create scenes. Leah's a little bit of a performer. Like, for example, her taking the bartender back. Oh, yeah, that was oh, so... Yeah. I mean, come on. We know she's not really hooking up with them, is she? Or is she? Maybe she is. I don't know. But they did bring that up in the reunion, and she said they just made out. I don't know. I feel like Leah's persona is that I'm too cool. I'm, like, wild and edgy and all these stuff. But then in reality, I feel like she's like not as per, like provocative in terms of her private life actions as she comes across being. Because at the end of the day, she's still a mom, Ramami. Yeah. And I also think she's also, you Wait, know. Wait, you get my reference. Ramami. I got it. I thought it was cute. I got it. It was a Ramona reference. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt like in the reunion, Dorinda was kind of the center of the last, to me, like, kind, like everything was about her, whether it was like Dorinda with Ramona or Dorinda with um, Luann. I just felt like we were really circling the fact that Dorinda's going through stuff. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I loved when they showed in part three, like each housewives kind of. I don't know what you call it. it you, when you have like a vice or not a vice, That's but catchphrase. Yes, yes, like something they do. <laughs> it was an anthropological study. Yeah, like what was with Leah sniffing things? <laughs> oh, I, was, oh and I never noticed that she did that on the show. Me either. No. But, but I did uh, notice the way um, Sonia always says that phrase, catch a dick, because I've never heard anyone say anything remotely like that before. And all season, she kept saying it every time. I would think to myself, that's the most bizarre, like, aggressive way of expressing wanting to hook up with a man. And so when that was the one they chose for her, I was like, oh, I noticed it. Yay. <laughs> like, I felt really proud of myself. How do you even catch a dick? I don't know, because that one's never been thrown at me. My husband's been given to me with a ring on it. Wow. I don't like that phrase. It sounds so foul. It's aggressive and vile. I just, I'm just not, like, a cool girl enough to be like, yeah, I gotta go catch a dick. I mean, like, I'm no. a cool girl, and I don't talk like that. <laughs> Maybe you're not as cool as you think you are. No, <laughs> No, you're very cool, Christina. Dina just happens to be the coolest of all of us. Do you know Dina just found out tonight that Netflix and chill means have sex? Yeah. And so she is going through her entire like dating history realizing <laughs> that everything she thought was happening might have been her own fault when she was like, I'm not into it. Why does he think I'm into it? No, Christina actually is the one I messaged on before you, Alana, because I did think Rude. <laughs> I wanted to know. I messaged you, like, first I messaged her, and, like, a second later I messaged you. But I assumed you would be like me, where you wouldn't have known that, because if in London... Everyone knows that. Dina, I am 
a culture vulture. I love all things pop culture. And so if there is a phraseology, I pride myself to know it. And Netflix and chill isn't even something like, I feel like old people know it. She's like, oh my God, even Alana knows. I'm like, <laughs> no, I asked, I asked my two besties who are like not into pop culture. Like one time we were talking about something and I said he had BDE and both of them thought I, I misspelled the word bed. I was like, everyone has a bed. Why would I say he has a bed? So just the fact that I messaged them and both of them knew what Netflix and chill meant, I thought Dina should get really embarrassed. Well, you know what? I just took it literal, like you Netflix and you chill. But you, it has made me realize, you know, I use that phrase a little too much and I need to stop saying <laughs> that to people. <laughs> well, I just think there's probably been a lot of instances in your dating life where you're like, this guy is so aggressive and he thought he had the, the in with you because you're like, come, let's Netflix and chill. I think that did happen. I remember calling you and I did not want to. And I felt like, why was there such a miscommunication? <laughs> and now I really am realizing like, he must have thought I was such like a hoe. Yeah. Well, you know what, Vita, this is why you need like the Ramona to your Sonia and the Sonia to the real Ramona. You need someone who can help, you know, be your little buddy, who can help you navigate these issues in life. Yeah, but I think you're supposed to be that. So you really failed. You should look at this, Alana. Look in the mirror. No, I can't what do that for you today. You need a young single lady so that you could like, like, you know, as Sonia said, like someone that you'll go to burger heaven for the two for one martini special <laughs> when all your other fake friends are gone. Like I'm not a fake friend, obviously, but one could call me and should call me your sister. And I think you need like someone, you know, to go on the town with who, when you're like, what should I say to him? Should I say, let's Netflix and chill. They'll turn to you and say, do you want to <laughs> That's true. Thank you, Alana. So, speaking of genitals, if we could just switch gears to the female body, what is up with like the Leah wings? She has a, I don't understand. She has a tattoo of wings on her vagina. When they were talking about wings in the show, I thought she just had like really floppy roast beef, roast beef vagina. <laughs> yeah. one that thought that and then in the reunion they're talking about a tattoo i'm like wait she has a tattoo on her vagina i did That's totally so understand that she had a tattoo on her vagina what i'm learning through this conversation is i'm apparently the only one who gets it but um i just have always thought about how painful that is i don't even like like don't get me wrong like we've all had to wax laser and shave in our life but you know i like you know you get through the pain and whatever it's worth it but I can't imagine choosing to have like a vanity pain on my cha-cha. Like it just doesn't sound pleasant at all. No, I, I have to say, Christina, I thought she meant that she had wings on her like back, like, you know. Like Nicole Richie that we were yeah, that's what I thought. So when they at the reunion were talking about like how it was down south, all I thought is like, oh my God, so she let somebody, she let somebody see her there? Like, she doesn't know that guy. How can she be doing that? It just seems like a very yeah. But Sonia talked about it. She literally went in the bathroom and was like, oh, you have wings on your pussy. 
I just don't think it hit me like she meant literally. I'm noticing a lot that sometimes I get the figuratively and literally mixed up, you know. There's so many layers to somebody, one, like with tattoos, it's already really painful. And for me, getting my ear pierced was traumatic enough. But getting it down there, that is such a sensitive, like what is going through your mind when you did that? Like, and what drugs was she on? Because she had to have been on drugs allegedly no she gives me the vibe of someone who's like i like needles because i like the feeling of being like in pain she has that vibe for me super but she but she is on drugs according to ramona right like what is this whole bipolar thing can we dig dig into that a little bit i thought it was interesting with regards to the bipolar what leah said she does have bipolar she did a blog i guess on it where she talks about how she suffers from bipolar but she also admits to the fact that she doesn't take medicine. I think it makes a lot of sense then why her mother was so concerned. It wasn't just about her drinking after nine years. It was that when she was drinking, she wasn't on her bipolar medicine, which I think some of the things you could see like with the tiki torches and when she was screaming at Sonia about her sort of connection to um, the Morgan family and sort of a lot of these very, um, aggressive moments she's had when she was drunk it makes a lot of sense when you think about the fact that she was using alcohol as opposed to medication untreated people that are bipolar are really frightening because i had a friend like that once and it was just not a good time as uh dina from the jersey shore would say <laughs> yes. no i actually lived with someone in university who was very she was the scariest person I've ever known in my life. She basically used Coke and alcohol as opposed to bipolar medication. She was violent and hyper um, and overly sexual all the time. And her behavior was so shocking at the time until I found out she was bipolar and not re like re basically refusing to take her medicine. Maybe that's also why I'm not such a fan of Leah because she just triggers me so much about this other girl who I um, lived with most unfortunately. And it was such a horrible experience living with someone who was that imbalanced. See, I look very different. I knew somebody who was, on, who was bipolar, but I didn't know he, he, that they were bipolar. They told me, and then they apologized to me for like actions that they felt had maybe hurt me. And I didn't notice those actions. And I also didn't notice that they were on like a lot of drugs during this time. So I felt so bad because when the person came to me and was like apologizing for like all this different stuff, I remember I said to Alana, I was like, I didn't notice any of it. They seemed really great. So it also shows me sometimes I feel like things just really, they go over my head. I'm noticing a theme with you tonight. Things Dina never noticed. So what do we think? Do we think Ramona's bag was fake? Does Ramona have fake bags? Oh, I do believe Ramona is the type of person to have a fake bag and she's just not the type of person who, uh, she comes across to me as someone who wants to look a certain kind of way, but I did agree with Leah. Her reaction to getting the bag was very bizarre, especially given her general lifestyle. I think it just kind of, it, it was 
I couldn't decide if it was sweet or if it was childish. I mean, a Gucci bag, she could pick that up like during lunch. I don't yeah. know if it's an exotic Birkin or something. I didn't, the, the, the reaction didn't really fit the gift. I completely agree. Like I even like when I was rewatching, I was like, maybe it wasn't a Gucci. Maybe it was like a specialty Chanel, or maybe if it was a Gucci, it was like an exotic that they ordered in or something. But they then saw it. No, I know, but I didn't like exactly. I thought maybe I like missed a, did it. So when they were showing it at the union, I I was so surprised by what I was seeing. I was like, oh, it was that. Like it's a nice Gucci bag, but again, exactly what Christina said. Like that that price point is not really that high, especially for somebody who seems to have Ramona's lifestyle. Especially someone who constantly talks about being in the 1% and that she only dates, yeah. you know, caliber and, and salary and whatnot. So it's just- and like Where she's living in the Hamptons, like these things are so essential. I thought that was interesting. Even I thought was interesting was Ramona and Bill or William. Oh, and she's like, I don't know. I don't know anyone called William. <laughs> I call him Bill. But even knowing that she's been sleeping with him allegedly for like a really long time and he's so young. Good for her. I mean, honestly, like this is another kind of reason why I think Dorinda is so crazy and her kind of um, Tinsley hates because Ramona is as fake as can be. She doesn't share anything about her life. She yeah. doesn't talk about who she's spending her time with. She's always leaving to go do something else. Like there's so much about her her on screen that is different than her reality. That it it just again, it's just another thing that doesn't make sense. But I I know I said this earlier, but I actually thought the only thing about the third part of the reunion that to me was meaningful was seeing Leah be so hypocritical about um, kind of in her moment of trying to be supportive of Dorinda, perhaps she didn't realize Dorinda was going to be out the door because I felt like when she was saying that Dorinda never said anything underhanded, there was no one in the entire world who has had that reaction. And it just isn't like a authentic thing to say. Oh, see, I wanted them to go actually more into like, when Sonia and Dorinda and Ramona were talking about Elise. Like I wanted more information, especially now that we know like Elise and Barbara are friends now. So there's a whole like side thing. Leah did the video with Elise on that cameo during quarantine where they outed Ramona for shitting everywhere and saying that she was like this kind of dirty sort of woman who sleeps around. And then both Sonia and Ramona at the reunion keep saying that Elise betrayed her. And I know Andy says like, kind of gives a quick like spiel of like, oh, you thought Elise was only gonna be on your side, like and not kind of go on anyone else's. But I felt like something else had happened. And I wanted to know like, what's going on? And why is Dorinda like still on her side? And why does Luann hate Barbara and Elise? And why did she warn Ramona about it? Like they didn't even go into that. I had so many questions. I don't think anything did happen because I felt how you did as well. It's like, what happened? What happened? And Dorinda even said, I still don't know what happened between you, Ramona. And they, they spelled it out. They just said, you know, Ramona expected this like blind loyalty from Elise coming on the show. And, you know, the second she kind of got wind that maybe she was like 
becoming allies with some of the other girls or just, you know, talking about her behind her back. Like she just flipped the switch and wanted to cut her off. Now I did not understand the, the comparison of Barbara and Elise, and I did not realize they were friends either. Barbara, I forgot she existed. She was so weird. But honestly, Sonia and Lou like agreed with Ramona's reaction. And I could understand if you've been on the show for a really long time and you have a friend who you bring on, like, I don't think it's so bizarre to expect that person to understand like in this world where it's a huge trope of it is finding out people's secrets and sort of, you know, shining a light on it that you'd want your actual real friend from outside that you brought in to sort of not allow anyone to shit talk you and to do sort of um, bad things towards you. So if Elise was not kind of having her back and kind of on camera talking poorly of her, I could understand why she's hurt because she probably had to go through a whole process with production to get Elise the opportunity in the first place. And Elise, um, like, it show text messages that were um and all these different that were kind of showing Ramona wanted her to show up to all these events and Elise would say like she's trying but then that Ramona wanted Elise to do something I think against Leah I think Ramona wanted Leah um Ramona wanted Elise to say the bipolar comment and Elise wouldn't do it and I think that's what I, I believe that's what the blogs were saying like that's what set everything off so I kind of though feel bad for Elise because if you don't really know somebody, I do agree with you. You should have loyalty to the person that brought you on the show. I agree with Sonia. These are the OGs. You have to like cater to them. Although I don't think Leah is respecting her OGs. It's a pecking order. Yeah, a pecking order. You need to respect Ray Kelly Ben Simone would say, you're down here and I'm up here. Like, I, I do think if Elise comes on, I'm not saying I disagree. In reality, if someone asks me to do something immoral, I would never do it even if it was my best friend and they would no longer be my friend if that's what they wanted for me. And I think what Elise did in that moment was tell um, Leah. I agree. What Ramona wanted and they became really close friends because of it. That's what I think really happened. And I, in a real world situation, I think that's the correct response. In a reality show world, I do understand Ramona's argument you know, like, hey, you know, I brought you on to be my backup, you know, my Marlo Hampton to the, to, you know, Ramona's Nini Leaks, if you will. And, and you're not doing your part. It is a shame that Elise didn't, you know, work out. I think she would have fit in well with the cast, but I'm looking forward to seeing who replaces her next year. Leah has definitely been interesting. Um, take her what you will some of us like her some of us don't but I do think she fits in and I really have to say my highlight from the reunion was Ramona as prude as she is she admitted she said to Leah she's like well you don't like don't throw torches but I do want to see you naked I do want to see you naked again don't stop getting naked <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that moment. But my favorite moment from the episode was when Sonia jumps up and goes to Ramona when she's talking about the friends, you know, and her fake 50 friends and goes, STFU, and then yells at her, it's you and me and two two for one martinis and burger um, heaven. I was like, oh my God, I could just imagine them one day at some place, like probably in Palm Beach, you know, like kind of old and sort of gray garden in their own fabulous way and a little less gray maybe silver gardens if you will like just sort of still hitting on guys while they're holding their canes and (laughs) having a good time and i just love that image it just i love sonia's love for ravona and i think though harry dubin will be right near them oh yeah harry dubin will probably be buried in the colony hotel i think they'll be a thruple yes i agree for sure. <laughs> and then we'll join in on occasion. Yeah, Lou will pop in. I think for me, the highlight of the whole reunion was definitely with Dorinda and Ramona when Dorinda's telling Ramona that like she hasn't been messaging her and she hasn't been there for her. And Ramona pulls out the paper of text messages and like is dramatically showing it to Andy and everyone being like, I was there for you. I've been there and showing it. And then she like, what's it called? She throws it all over the ground. And I love seeing Andy, his face, his eyes so big, almost like a, a child during Christmas. And he grabs it all and doesn't even wait. As the reunion is going on, you can see he is slowly looking through the messages. <laughs> and I hope <laughs> those messages. No, that was a great moment. And Andy actually, like, he was slower to grab those papers than I would. Because remember, Dorinda tells Ramona at one point to, like, pick him up. Yeah, and then Ramona said to to Andy, she's like, Andy, you should pick it up. You should pick it up. Yeah, but I would have not even waited. I would have been like, like running on to the set to grab those papers. I want to see all of the messages. I really, I know it's not the reunion we're talking about, but I also want to see the messages between Rinna and. um, Yeah, I went there as well. I really want to see those. Yeah, I feel like it would make a great show just throwing this out there if it was like just some sort of show where um dramatic readings of the text messages between Rahoni and other franchise cast members like but read by some great like Shakespearean actors oh my god that would be amazing Andy would do that I love that show you know how there's that show Drunk History yes oh my god it'd be probably yeah, it'd be like Bravo Drunk History, but like a, a reenactment reading of text messages and perhaps some phone calls that were caught on camera that were just a little more. It needs to happen. Could you, could you imagine someone in like full, like Othello style dress being Dorinda on the phone with John? Being like, you better well love, listen. <laughs> I love it. But I'm so glad we got to deep dive everything. And I feel like we've really, you know, touched on the best parts of part two and three. Do you guys feel like we got everything? I think we did. Yeah. (laughs) I think we did do it justice. I really can't wait for next season. I'm super excited for it. I'm really hoping they don't do sort of a Corona season. So 
I'm not looking that much forward to OC and some of the other housewives that seem to have, um, I just saw the Southern Charm trailer, which also seems to have like a COVID moment. Like it just happened. I don't need to watch their I version of it. Chef inside and her outside. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was funny. But when I, when I was watching the OC commercial and they're like crying and they're like, they're shutting the country down. It's like, listen, some of the country's still shut down. This is a little much for me. I think I just want my shows to, to take me outside of that, that moment. So I'm hoping by the time they do film Rahoni, it's in like a different way. I agree with you. Let's see. It's exciting. Well, thank you again, Christina, for being here. Yeah. For having me. We love when you're on and we can't wait to have you on again. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us. It's always so much fun when you're with us because I know off, you know, the podcast that we're always all chatting about this in our group chats and it's fun for everyone to get to hear all of your thoughts and perspectives. But if people want to check out all your amazing photography work and the other things that you do, where is the best place for them to find you? Well, thank you. This is my guilty pleasure <laughs> and my SSB. <laughs> <laughs> if you are interested in following me or seeing my photography, I am just at Christina Claire Photo. That's my Instagram. I'm really just on Instagram. And I also have a website, ChristinaClairePhotography.com. Yes, and also check out our first podcast with Christina. We actually have, this is our third. Oh my God. That's exciting. We have one with Dina and I. I'm trying to remember the name of that one. I know the second one was mentioned at all. So we're so excited that this is our third episode with you. If you want to check out the other episodes there, Christina is on. There are some of our favorite episodes. The episode four, The Fierce Walker, and Mention It All, which is episode eight. You will love the stories. Christina has had the pleasure of interacting with the majority of the housewives from uh, New York, and the stories are amazing. <laughs> it was a, um, it's a good, it's a good tale. Yeah, I would highly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tale down housewife lane. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you for coming on. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you want to follow us across our platforms, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Stylishly Solomon. Solomon spelled with all O's, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And also on our Instagram, you can find links in the bio to follow us on Amazon and like to know it and shop our looks and find out our fashion breakdowns. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. We always love to hear your feedback. We thank you for thinking of us and appreciate your love and support.